What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Healthy Scratch Podcast. My name is Spencer Plumado. I'm Tyler O'Connor. I'm the dejected, melancholic corpse of what once was Christian Johnston Galvez. Yeah, we do miss the old Christian Johnston Galvez. The corpse is okay, too. Like, he's, he's hanging it. But we are Healthy Scratch, collectively. Um, and you can find us on Hot Sauce Sports and on Apple and Spotify Podcasts under the Hot Sauce banner. Uh, let's get into this. We got uh, the second round is is heating up here. The Habs just swept the Jets last night in an OT finish. Uh, we got the Hurricanes down 3-1 against the Lightning. We got the Bruins down 3-2 against the Islanders. And we got the Avs and Golden Knights tied 2-2. Uh, let's start with Hurricanes-Lightning, which right now actually the Lightning are up 1-0 in the second period. Um, what's, uh, what's your take been on this series so far, Chris? <laughs> how do you even like how do you even get mad at the hurricanes like if you're rod brednamore or tom dundon you're looking at them going yeah they're playing their balls off but the team that they're playing is an unstoppable immovable force like there's right. there's nothing you can do that they can't do better than you and they added kucherov after a whole season so i, yeah. I don't really you you leave that series and you're like, well, thank God next year we play in the other division. So it, it takes a remarkably special team to lose their best offensive player, and you could argue their best player, and know like from the start that they were gonna like be fine and make the playoffs and still be a good team, and then be able to add all those parts that would have pushed them over the cap had Kucherov been there, but because he was out for the whole year on LTIR, they were able to spend over the cap and now have all these extra assets. What it, it, they're and and just, they're all in this year because next yeah. year they're going to have trouble. Like the, there yeah. are guys coming off the books that they just won't be able to yeah. keep. So it, it makes sense that they went all in again this year and asked for Kucherov sure. to sit the extra two weeks or whatever. For sure. Like, obviously this, this is the perfect time for you to use that. Yeah. It's a shortened season. Whether he misses one week or two weeks extra than we thought he would originally, for me, that's not like cheating. It's just Smart. the way it is. Those are the rules. Yeah, Can't exactly. get mad at them for that. People are going to work. They're a fantastic team. Yeah. They're fantastic a team. Very, very, very good team. It's it's pretty incredible and, how and good they the, are. It's, we're saying that, and I want to fully acknowledge the Hurricanes are awesome also. Yep. But they just, it's just a different lightning and the hurricanes I find vegas dude the hurricanes finished higher than tampa in the standings they were five points ahead of them in the yeah. same division right like the hurricanes had a hell of a year they're a great team with the great future ahead of them like the hurricanes are going to continue to be good as tampa starts to i mean they're going to certainly have a lot of things to figure out if they want to stay competitive but tampa's yeah, likely going to go through the carolina hurricanes roster and see who's over the age of 30 yeah there's almost no one yeah great future in uh, carolina uh ty what's your take been on this series so far um, yeah, it's basically what Chris said. It's like, what can you even ask them to do at this yeah. point? Like, it, it's not like they've sucked. They've been playing well. It's just at, at a certain point, you know, it's, it, it's when the, when the lightning are firing in all cylinders, which they are, um, they are nearly unstoppable, unstoppable to beat. And I mean, like, like, like Chris mentioned, like they got Kucherov back and he has 17 points in 10 games. <laughs> like what do you special what, players what are you make supposed to special do? plays at yeah. special times like, that's a tim mccallif quote and it <laughs> sticks so well for the lightning this guy missed the whole season but what made him special wasn't that he was in shape or whatever his head is just it processes the game 14 or 15 Jeez. times faster than anybody else on the ice it didn't matter that he hadn't played 
that team's insane. And, uh, you know, I, I, all you could really ask for as a, as a, as a Carolina fan is that, that your team at least shows up and, and, and tries to punch their way out of it, which they are, but you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes the hill's a bit too big. Which kind of sometimes the hill is small, but you can't do it anyways. Yes. That also happens too. Um, some like we'll it's, it's a difficult like situation this year, but it's also the kind of series that teams learn from, right? Especially a team that's like where Carolina is as a franchise where they're just entering contender yeah. status, right? So this is the kind of thing like the same way Tampa Bay had to go through, you know, multiple playoff heartbreaks before they won a cup. Like Carolina's going to have to like it, look, assuming they lose the series, it's not done. They're it's three one. But you can't, we can't even say that they're like facing heartbreak, like. Like the, yeah, the it's not series that they've played, like they, not the right word. they go, they don't lose in the first round. Like this is a team that makes second round. They made the conference finals before. Like they, they're a good team. They just, yeah, they don't have the final piece. But anyone asking like to blow this up is oh, just, God. yeah, no, you no, no, need no. to get off the drugs, man. Yeah, no, no. Like Carol, Carolina's they're a good got team. Very, very little work to do to remain a good team here. Like it's you can keep the hands off the steering wheel and pretty much stay very good at this point because they've got a hell of a team assembled there. Uh, let's go to Bruins Islanders, Chris. Bruins Islanders. I, I I'm curious to hear your take here. Pass. <laughs> no, continue, Chris. Continue. No, dude, go, go uh, Chris. If you have something to say, by all means. I really had a good time as a Leafs fan hearing Don Sweeney complain that his team doesn't get any fucking calls. What a joy for him to finally experience what it's like to play his team. My God. Anytime I hear the Bruins or a team like the Bruins complaining about the officiating, it's uh, a bit of an eye roll for me. <laughs> It's my two least favorite teams, and the hockey that's being played actually surprisingly not as boring as usual. No, it's pretty. I, no, but, yeah, it's, it's fun. fun. Like, it's, but like, how are, how are you? How do you explain like you're if you're like a new hockey fan, and you're watching that series? And yesterday, the Islanders put up 18 shots, scored five goals. The other team puts up 47 and scores four. How do you explain that to someone other than nothing in the sport ever makes any goddamn sense? I think look, it's defense and goaltending. Right, and that's never going to go away. But but, like, but it, in usual cases for the Islanders, that's absolutely true. Although they the got Bruins shelled with have shots, yeah. done a good job this series. Like they've really controlled play, but the Islanders just the extra bounces or whatever. Like yeah. it just they just go in. Yeah, that's a fair point. It's uh, like puck luck is a big part of it sometimes, and it's 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 crazy. I don't know. It's I, I've enjoyed the series. I think they're they're a fun duo of teams to watch. Like if I'm watching the Islanders against another defensive team, like put a fucking bullet in my brain. But if against like a team like the Bruins, there's a good pace to it. It stays quite physical. The officiating has not been great. Like I like to Don Sweeney's defense, but at the same time, just like you know, you're Don Sweeney, you're the GM of the uh, Boston Bruins. Maybe it's almost no. like the it's almost like the league is not rigged for the Leafs, but just rigged in general, or just poorly run. Just bad, yeah, it's just bad. Yes, almost, almost. Um, Ty Bruins Islanders, anything? Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not hating it as much as as I thought. I actually, I'm actually enjoying it. It's I'm a fun series. It, I'm not, it's not fun, and to say. you know, and I think part of it is just like as much as we complain that the Islanders might be a bit of a, a more boring defensive team, which they are. Uh, for the most Did you part. say they... maybe <laughs> walk that back that's a definitive well, yes yeah, okay they are they are definitely a more defensive oriented team but i think the one thing that <laughs> they do have which people tend to forget is that when push comes to shove they kind of can play that back and forth if they need to open it up they can open they've it. got some firepower not a they've ton got some firepower and it's not a ton i mean outside of barzell there's nobody else that you're really like ooh, flashy flashy they're but, also like, they're one of those teams that can like make these guys that like you never really thought were 
like you never really thought much about and then you watch them in the islanders and you're like oh maybe it's just like the system they're playing but they look really good here. yeah they play the tightest system in the league like they do yeah. and they they do have play they're very opportunistic like they just yeah. they get no, enough yeah, scoring and they they're, yeah. they're able to pounce on chances it, i don't know i i, I, I do know. root for them as like being sort of that anomaly kind of team you know like and yeah. especially this year given that they didn't finish like top of the league you know like i've had a love-hate relationship with them but well i, I don't know it's, I, I enjoy especially that they're against the bruins like i'm like yeah the bruins you know and there's a thing too like i think part of my enjoyment's also coming from their two teams that are allowed i don't know what the capacity is but it looks nearly full in the building yeah it helps and those are two very passionate fan bases you know what i mean like it's been a while since we've genuinely heard arenas rocking the way that those two yeah. have um and i'll finish off by saying i really didn't think david pasnack missing a net the size of a bus the way he did was gonna was gonna end up like this now they're on the well, for of a second for a second i thought he was a leaf so <laughs> there you go <laughs> Like, that was crazy. I saw that. I was like, oh, they're fine. They're fine. But no, now they're on the brink of elimination. If he puts that in, I think this this could be a different Tough be a to, different, uh, different tough to fault him, though. He's been so fucking No, good. yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's just one of those things that he's definitely, definitely Yeah, you're not going to forget about. that one. Definitely in the back the of his mind. Yeah. Uh, Avalanche, Golden Knights. Chris. It's the only two that are close. Like, genuinely, like, talent-wise. Like, they're one and two, probably, in the league. Yeah, and Tampa's third. You think and, you, you put uh, Vegas ahead of Tampa? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Have really? you seen that second line? The They've second line team. is Carlson, Riley Smith, yeah. and Marchessault, which dragged that team to a cup three years ago. Yeah. Or a, a Stanley Cup final. That line of Mark Stone, Stevenson, and Max Pacioretty could possibly be better than the Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak line. Holy, that line that's is bold. disgusting. I that far, but that's yeah, a that great line. Nuts. They do everything. And yeah. guys, I don't know if you if you've heard this. Okay, so. I already had trouble understanding what the second round was because, I mean, it's fantasy land. But uh, <laughs> to see your star players, like, play defense and play defense hard, but then also score goals on the same shift, wild shit. Yeah. Wild shit. I've never seen that before. <laughs> Mark Stone is shutting the shit down on McKinnon. Yeah. And it's fascinating because Mark Stone didn't have his best defensive year this year. He didn't. I love Mark Stone, but this was probably his worst defensive year. He was still better than most players, but not still as still wildly capable defensively, though, right? Even if he has absolutely, an off year. but his I always thought the matchup with McKinnon would be interesting because he is not fleet of foot. No, and he's McKinnon not. certainly yeah. is. Yeah, he's that and smart he's, though. I guess he's he's winning that matchup. Like like yeah. game one was a disaster, tire fire, whatever. Yeah. But even game two, Vegas was a better team in game two. Colorado yeah. won in overtime, but yeah. like. Vegas has absolutely dummied Colorado oh, in in, yeah. in the other games, and I don't know if it's like it's gonna be one of those home ice advantages takes everything in the playoffs type series, but like Colorado has got to be shaking in their boots right now. Like they thought they would steamroll them, and then you you look at it and you think, you know, wouldn't it be great if Colorado had their second line center? And for the third time in six years, you know that Kadri cost this team that chance. Yep. You know how much better that Colorado team is if it's not yep. Comfer in that two center spot and it's Kadri instead playing against Bill Carlson. They don't have a ton of. Uh, I don't I, look. Edge is not the right word because Kadri. That's a that's a word that takes on a different meaning. They don't have a ton of grit on that team, and Kadri is one of those guys. He can, can be super that. effective. Yep. Like he can in 2016, he didn't take any uh, the the series against the Capitals. He didn't take any suspensions, but he he's a physical presence that yep. can also score. Yep. And he can shift games strictly just with the way he 100%. plays. He is a really yep. good player. And he yep. can do things that other skilled players can't because he, he is strong and he is physical. Yeah. I'm looking at like playing against Marcia So and, and and Riley Smith who are great players, but like Kadri could handle that that line. He could with guys like Burkowski and, and Jonas Donsko are excellent players. Like yeah, that line could handle that Bill Carlson line. And right now, 
the comfort the comfort there it just doesn't work how do you what do you think Kadri's doing right now in the yeah. box you think he's learned it now for the third time so like, the, the thing is it's frustrating like Kadri, i feel like had matured quite a bit since his antics in toronto like i feel like as a player and a person he just he comes across very differently now than he did before but he just did the same shit again in, like he just snapped in the bubble the he was great he yeah. didn't get suspended last year in the playoffs and no. he was a, a genuine a contender for one of their best players yeah and it just and even when he was on the leafs he was a great player like it yeah. just yeah. He, he but he has to play you have he to be able to play and he, leafs, and, he, but, and he kicks himself out of the games i think it's almost 40 percent of this team's playoffs games he's missed now because of suspension that's insane not injury that's insane you're hurting your own team ty what's your take been on uh vegas colorado yeah i I mean, it's a shame that it has to happen so early on in the playoffs. Like, I get it, I know, but like, it just it just sucks because yeah. these two teams are like like up top three um, in the in uh, of the best teams in the league. Um, yeah. And it just you know whatever it is what it is. It, it's fun in the moment, but I think like once it's all said and done, we're gonna look back and go like, ugh, like it's kind of a shame that they that they're out so early. Yeah. Um. But outside of that, like like Chris said, like like Vegas is shutting them down. And like shutting them down big, like it's like we were watch. I was watching the last game that they played, and like McKinnon looked like he didn't even look like like out of it. Like he looked downright down, and like yeah, like really hard on himself. Like you, do you guys remember like a few years ago when they were playing Calgary in the playoffs, and there was that whole thing of him like yelling at at uh, Bednar on the bench, and then like he yeah. throws the water bottle and he falls over, and like yeah. it's all like this big joke, like. He's clearly very like emotional and he's very like he yeah. wears his emotions on his sleeves and like he's he's no not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just some players are very you can tell when they're no, not he gets fired up when they're not in it. And I kinda like you're kinda getting the sense that that's him right now. You know, and and that's a that's a dangerous thing if you're Colorado because if you're already having a hard time um against Vegas and like you both said, Kadri's out and now your best player is also kind of, you know, gripping the stick a little tighter this is it's a series it's it's not easy man it's not easy i mean like mckinnon he's still he's got four points in four games this season this series but like but that's containing know, mckinnon like, he's just right? not but, as dominant but, yeah I, I think three of them are in the first game though like yeah, it, 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 yeah. he's he's really been effectively like he's been mitch marnard yeah 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 and and, and it's it's crazy because he usually is not that kind of guy. Like he's no, a playoff he's, monster, but yeah, no, he is. And he was to start this playoffs too. He was now, phenomenal in round one. Yeah. Patrick being the second best winger on his line. Yeah. Patrick's best thing is that he's a two way forward also, yeah. but like yeah. a really good goal scorer. They just eat it from Colorado, eat it, eat it, eat it and punch back. Yeah. And dominate. Yeah. Yep. They're so fast too. They've, they've, they've read the transition game. They're so they throw fast. all three forwards in on the four check. They they they've found a way to limit odd man rushes, which is, in my opinion, Colorado's biggest asset. Kind of like the Habs, the way that they play is really effective when two on ones and three on twos. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and Vegas has found a way to just eliminate that from the game. Yeah. Now that being said, as much as he might be down and out on himself right now, if he finds a way to turn it back around. Like if McKinnon comes out, because he is one of those guys where like he'll come out and have a huge game. If he's been if he's been slumping for a little bit, he'll just wake up at a certain point. And if he manages to find that in him again, I think he can really, you know, it, it sounds stupid to say like, oh, maybe the second best player in the world can have a big impact in the game. But like, you know, we're saying that 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 Vegas is having their way with Colorado, but like a lot of this is McKinnon's just not playing very well. If he can turn it around, I, I have a hard I time. Know, 
saying he's not playing well because like he's trying his fucking ass off. Like again, he's no, I know he is. He is playing well. He is playing. It's 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 just not. They found a way to read it exactly, and because he doesn't have any support, it looks worse. Like like, literally, this is literally what happened to the Leafs. You lose the second best part of your game, and the team finds a way to shut down your first. You look lost. Even if and you you got you got to adapt. Even if he doesn't have three of those points in game one, like even if that's he's got four points over the entire course of the series, that's still containing Nathan McKinnon, right? Like that's still doing a pretty damn good job. And when you factor in that it's been one point since game one, that's phenomenal. It it doesn't mean he's playing poorly either. because not at all. No, it's just they found an effective formula to get rid of him in the last – doesn't mean they'll do it for seven games because I'm sure it's really tough to cover him for seven games. But right now they found a good formula – in stopping him and, and then him. winning the depth battle. See, and it's see like you said, like that... if Kadri's if in that lineup, that probably opens up space for McKinnon a little bit too, right? Like, see, like see, Of course out... it does because you're, you're yeah. second guessing how often you want to play anybody else exactly. against Kadri's line. Yeah. See, the, the thing that's impressed me too about Vegas is, is, is not so much McKinnon because with forwards, you can kind of, you know, match like, okay, if McKinnon's on the ice, Stone's on the ice with him. But they've done a real good job. Like McCarr has no ice out there. He's got like, he's, he's usually... Like people always say, he's basically the Connor McDavid of defenseman. But like you can't, he's not been that. They've been he he's not transitioning the way he normally does. He's not but skating his, the puck his, up. His game is joining the rush, and there is no rush. No, I know, like, I know. But that's my point, they, though. Is like yeah, yeah. Like they found a way to neutralize. Like the Evelyn's transition game is spot on. It's a two breakout yeah. pass through the middle of the ice, and everybody guns it at once. Yeah. But Vegas has found a way to to block the second pass. Yeah. And then they're stuck in their own zone. And for its flaws or its advantages, having five puck moving guys and one shit shit house hitter like Nemeth, like it just it doesn't lend itself to the ability to adapt. I wouldn't be surprised if they go all in and like next game, which is tonight, like they play Bowen Byram. Yeah. yeah. Like just to just to add a layer of like, okay, now every single one of our guys can skate. Yeah. So when you have Ryan Reeves out there, he's facing Byram. He's not facing yeah. like, and he can feast on Reeves. Yeah. It, it, it's it's the it's the depth battle that that Bednar is losing, which is it sucks, but that's the way that it is right now. You have yeah. to learn to adapt. The, the Leafs yeah. didn't adapt. Colorado yeah. still has time. So like I've watched every second of the yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's I, why I, I could, take your word for it. That's I've been putting it on when I can. It's it's late. I don't stay up for all the games. It's, I'm an old man. I'm going in pretty blind. I, I, pro- I promise you guys, like it's it's some of the best hockey I've yeah. seen. Like, oh yeah, it's been great. It's hockey. like. Ev- Every game is like that first Tampa game. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. All right, let's uh, transition it to Jets, Canadians. And before we get into that quickly, like just looking at round two or round three, rather, opponents, because the Habs are going to the third round of the playoffs. And I can't believe I'm saying those words right now. Um, like, I think I would rather Colorado than Vegas as an opponent, honestly. And like, I say that knowing how crazy it sounds. But I feel like Montreal matches up better against Colorado than they do against Vegas. Vegas does all the things Montreal does well, except they do it better and with higher end skill. Like, and they skate. There's more pace. Like, see, I yeah. It's pick your poison there for sure. Like, they're they're absolutely on paper. They're both infinitely better than the Habs. Yeah, fans. Like, they're the two best teams in the league. Yeah, they're good teams, and they both uh, hasn't shown so much in this series. But in the Blues series, like Colorado was able to adapt their play entirely to fit the Blues system. Yeah, Blues are big, heavy hitters. And that's what, like, you know what I mean? Like, like they're able to play that game if you want. Nate McKinnon is no small boy. No, no, for sure. The Blues and, were also I mean, shit, though. Like, let's be real. The Blues played terrible. Like, they were underperforming they all weren't year. Good, they weren't good, but did they, not do well they in the first definitely round. did. And didn't have goaltending. But they did lay the body. Yeah. 
That's fair. And I and if 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 your formula is we can hit Colorado to death. That's not a winning. That's formula. not. Yeah, I don't think that that's the formula at all. Like even when I watched the Canadians throughout the 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 Winnipeg series, like what impressed me the most was how fucking tight they are playing. The system they are playing is extremely tight, and they're creating so many turnovers. It's amazing. Like their sticks are they, so they active. Play, it's incredible. Uh, and I'll I'll get into this after because I'll I'll talk about some of the stuff that I read that I think is interesting and it, how it matches up against Vegas and Colorado. You want to do that now? I can yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not going to be that useful later on in praising the no, team. No, do it. Because I still do don't it. think we'll cover uh, like, the, the series after. One of the things that Montreal did re- super, super effectively against the Leafs, and I saw it against the Jets, was they do three forward four checks, mm-hmm. which is risky. It's very risky, but they do it it's, well. it's a calculated risk because if you have three guys on two defensemen, likelihood is you'll get the puck. Like we saw it in uh, – Game five with the Armia goal, or is that game six? Whatever. The, the Armia goal where Perry destroys Sandine and the puck flies to the middle and Armia is alone. Like when you have those three forwards constantly pressuring the D, yeah, you're very much more likely to to get the a turnover and it lead to an offensive opportunity. What happens though is if the guys you're playing are able to weave through that, which I think both the Vegas and Colorado defense can do. Yeah, they're as well equipped as anyone yourself to do it. Yeah, you expose yourself to three-on-twos coming the other way. Yeah, and, and that's and assuming that Montreal is going to continue to play the same style, which doesn't necessarily, it's not guaranteed that they will. It's I would find it hard for them to change it because that's it's worked so been what's well. Been working what so I would well. say yeah. is there's a, there is a lot of luck, of, and, it, and hate me for it, but there's a lot of luck involved in the Leaf series. But against the Jets, like they absolutely pummeled the shit out yeah. of them. But that, that decor is not mobile whatsoever and they're getting the top four is getting worked into the ground right now which they're they're, and they they're, they're playing have, very well they didn't have dylan de Mello for the last two games yeah, so like yeah oh you're was, talking about winnipeg the, i thought you're talking about yeah uh, winnipeg Habs, Habs no no Mon- montreal Mon- like montreal also not a mobile for all decoy. my all my disappointments with the in the series against like the leafs in the first round like the, this series was not even close in it i don't think it there's any argument that the no. Leafs is, that the Habs deserve to win that no. and those top four d despite being not very mobile and getting played like crazy right now are playing very well or they did against the but jets the, and they played well against toronto what, too so what 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 the point is for me is that they don't like they didn't even need to play that well in the series because of how awful the jets ability to adapt to that transition game was they don't Yet have they a did, lot of though. stellar like, they still and not, and not having shifley was an issue yeah they still I, played I the at jets, a high like, level uh like despite that be that as may if they didn't need to be as good as they were but they did play very well and the Shifley, you know, yeah, the Shifley loss obviously is fucking huge, but they did dominate they game slow- one too, right? In every game, were yeah, I thought they the soundly outplayed. I don't, them I don't in think game it was one. not even remotely close. And the yeah. Jets, if you're the Oilers and you saw that, you're like super sad at yourself. <laughs> yeah, and also like having heard Ken Holland say we should be more like the Jets, I hope he retracts that statement because yeah. no, you don't want to be more like the Jets. So we're talking about the 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 forecheck. Now, what I wanted to say is the way that Montreal forechecks. And the way that you can counteract that is the one-two-two forecheck that Colorado and Vegas both use, mm-hmm. which is two guys back, one forechecker, and then two guys going on either side of the ice. If you can stop Montreal from getting the puck, like they do, nice dump and chase. Yeah, they have a, they have a good dump and chase system. But if you can get that dump to be not where they want it to go, they're in trouble. Yep. And the only counterattack to that is to have two guys farther back than you would than they do. I'm pretty sure that's the way Colorado and Vegas play all the time. It's definitely going to be, like well, you I... said, your pick your poison, right? But Vegas, again, like Vegas 
shares a lot of what Montreal does well, except they also are better and do other things extremely well too and have that high-end talent. So like I the, feel like... The, the Mark Stone, Pacioretty, and Chandler Stevens line is the, the no line, but that can actually score. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. I completely agree. And it's it's going to be a David versus Goliath either way. I just feel like against Colorado, they have a better chance of maybe doing what Columbus did to Tampa a few years ago. Not to say they would sweep them, don't get me wrong. Just They have a better chance of pulling off an upset than I think they would against Vegas. That's just how actually, I... We were speaking about the Tampa series with Columbus, like... What the hell happened to Pierre Luc Dubois? Oh my God! Right, he was fucking. Well, like, invisible, I don't. Man. Did you guys watch last year in the bubble? Like, he was he single-handedly yeah. won that that series against yeah. the Leafs. Like, he was a monster. Yeah, like a, a an absolute beast. I I have no idea what happened to that guy. I'm sure he's injured, but that I, was the thing is, I'm not 100 percent sure he's awful. injured. He might, he very well might be, and that would explain it. But he never really, like, he got traded over to Winnipeg and didn't really yeah, never took off. do yeah he never took off and it was like okay winnipeg is deep they got a very deep top six they've got fucking shifley and paul stastny like he's trying to find his place he's not going to have as big of a role as he would have had if he was traded to various other teams where he would have definitely been the number one center or whatever you want to say um but he never really got it going and then in the playoffs he gets that opportunity and he doesn't get it going either so an injury would explain it for sure but i'm not 100 percent sure there i'm just like what it, what's going it on didn't it's, look like it though eh? he, he really didn't, didn't look i i, I was Stoked. I was so surprised to like I'm not gonna say he didn't care because I don't believe it in looks that like he, he has that problem though anyone. where it looks like that. I just bit my tongue from saying that too. It looked like he wasn't super thrilled to be there in the same kind of way that he looked like in Columbus. And maybe that's just how he looks when he's discouraged. I don't know, but he, like that like that guy was a the ghost of his former self. Yeah. And at least we know with like like Foligno from the bubble last year to this year, we like we know there was a difference, but we also know that he destroyed his back in his second game with yeah. the Leafs. That's why he never played the way he was supposed to afterwards. Yeah. Which is like a tough first round pick to pay for one game of a guy. But anyways, he looked lost. And and the Jets just, do you cough this up to bad luck? Because to me, that's not bad luck. I don't that's think just that was bad awful. luck. They got soundly And the, G- the GM's yeah. been there 10 years and Maurice has been there eight and a half. Yep. Yep. The Jets, it's such, it still feels like I really like the Jets and the direction they were going in. And it still feels like they got their fucking chance at being a contender, like just ripped away from them with uh, Bufflin retiring. Yeah, he really was that good. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was a great, and, and great player. Tr- and Truba asking to leave, too. They lost Truba, yeah. Bufflin, and Myers left all in the same year. They lost yep. Sherratt that year, I too. My- yeah, you're right. Yeah. Not, but he wasn't that good in. in uh, he was, Winnipeg, he was solid, though, right? Like, he was a solid yeah, player, he was, and he would take on top fine. four minutes. Like, uh, he would take on a decent role on occasion. So, like, he, he was definitely... Like, if he had stayed there after they lost all those pieces, he would have helped. You know what I mean? Like, it would have been a, a helpful guy to have around. They definitely would yeah. have been better defensively. Not by a fucking landslide, but it would have been an improvement for sure. But, like, and, like, the, the Jets always talk about, like, their defense, but, like, the Habs had like five or six expected goals in every single game. Mm. And the craziest thing about that is like, Ty, we disagreed on who was the better goalie in the Leafs series. And that's fine. Whole, uh, Hellebuck was unbelievable in the series. Oh, he was. That's, that's, that's the best I've seen a goalie play yeah. and get swept yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. He was nuts. He, he, he was that, the only player series, on the team. He that was very good. Yeah, he was. Should, I, if, the, I, if I was him, I yeah. would have taken a player stick and started going up the rush. Yeah. He was the only player on the team. That the was. only, so like, I, I, I wouldn't like, I, I wouldn't say it's the worst I've seen. Oh, maybe getting swept. Yeah. That's actually fair. If it, no, yeah, no, I swept. think he's yeah, right. There. That's fair. Like, but like, I will say 
the like, not to say like you can't this is not a fault by any stretch the only thing he didn't do was be Scorpals. at his absolute best like i feel like there's there i've seen connor halibut before where there's nothing getting by him and like it didn't feel like that unbeatable Connor Hellebuck was in nets. It felt like there was that excellent Connor Hellebuck that he always is, or virtually always anyway. Um, but it didn't feel like, like I've, I've been against, or I've watched the team against Hellebuck <laughs> when he's like completely on fire. And it's just like, it's like similar to Price where it's just nothing is going well, in. And it gets in the players' heads and they can't fucking get it going. And yeah. it wasn't the case in this series, but he was fantastic. He was, I th- he I, was great. Like I, goal saved above expected. He even surpassed Price. Like he's this, he was he's as of right now he's the second best goalie in the playoffs in goal save the by expected wow. only behind Vasilevsky who's been on fire also yeah. yeah like he I the fact that it, it they lost in four and he played that well yeah for me yeah. throw that whole team in the trash restart <laughs> yeah that's yeah. awful it's yeah, yeah. Man, he just kind of he he fell victim to like what Price has always fallen victim to yes yeah. the team standing on his yeah. head and just having absolutely no support and it it. It just it's shitty because you you know you put them on a it just it sucks watching goalies get wasted like that yeah but, you know it does and again especially when they were so close to being that perennial contender <clears throat> well, yeah. they had they looked Line like they were just entering that so window fast. yeah it fell and, apart uh, in the summer and even that know, return yeah, no. like they they got like although actually I shouldn't criticize the return I was gonna criticize the return on True but you can't do that when Pionk has been as good as he's been like that was actually a really shrewd trade of them to to like, and and the the hen was forced that he wanted to go to New yeah, York like you, you were yeah. kind of screwed there he like his exactly. wife exactly was it his wife or his girlfriend at the time whatever she's a doctor in New York like okay he wanted to go there you're you're kind of screwed yeah speaking of which there's a little sidebar I said it and I have been proven to be wrong Taylor Hall did not only want to go to Boston. Oh no! He's made that very clear. That was the narrative at the time. On the last day, there were like three or four offers, and the Boston one was the one he was most intrigued by. But that whole week and the whole month before, he was ready and willing to go anywhere. So that means teams like the Leafs, who probably regret it now, given what we what happened with Nick Foligno, but like hindsight twenty twenty, whatever, yeah. they probably would have gone for a guy like Taylor Hall. So. Good that's, for fine. You for, uh, that's, what, that's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Honestly, like, that was the narrative at the time, it. very much. Let's talk before we wrap this up. Let's give the Habs some credit for for how well they're playing here. Like they are really shutting teams down. Like they again, like the Leafs, it was it was a closer series certainly, but they did as the series wore on get better and better. And by the time you know, especially game six and seven for me, like watching those games was really a turning point where I was like, oh, they're starting to actually really like tighten up here and start playing oh they absolutely dominated the Leafs in game seven like it wasn't even a close game yeah and that carried over to the series start to finish it was it was a clear we're the better team yeah so I I, I gotta give credit for for this in particular there was a window this year with that Canadian division yeah and they took it yeah because realistically next year we can argue all we want uh Toronto and Montreal will have a hard time making the playoffs next year when Boston and Tampa and Florida come back to our division. Yeah. I mean, I mean there was a window be, here. There was a huge window. Like, sure. like they might not make the playoffs next year. It's very possible. I would be shocked. And they the had a chance. They had a chance to division. do it this year. And they did. They really did. Yeah. I honestly, I think, I, I, I think they find a way, you know, like they have in the past, but it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Certainly this has been a fucking crazy year period. But yeah, like, I feel like it's a good opportunity to give this team some love because like we've been doing this podcast all year. And as much as at the beginning of the season, it was fantastic. 
the team we've seen since has been, you know, anything but for a large part of that time. And it doesn't happen that often that the Habs play this well, at least not lately. So it feels like a good opportunity to give them a little boost here and chat that up a little bit because like it's been it's been awesome to see like Caulfield has been getting chances he's fucking firing the puck away like I, I thought he was fighting a little bit in the first period yesterday but he certainly by the end he, of the game he has a habit assist. to do is a habit that I find not good but it could be because he's adapting he's unwilling to use the one-timer and I yeah, don't know weird. why I think he's still feeling it out and still trying to get well, the right timing with it because like like that fraction of a second makes a huge yeah. difference 100 percent He's been great. His passing game, like he's way better than I thought he would be. Fully wrong about him. That's fine. That hesitancy to me. I mean, I have flashbacks of Mitch Marner because what he does, but that's Mitch Marner. I just, I, I, I wonder if he gets that out of his game well, for next year. I think he does. Like not, in college, he's been, he's had no problem I, with the one timer in, in the highlights I've I seen. Think, so I think he's. Yeah, well, that's, that's why thing. I'm so surprised that he's not doing. Well, it's now. also it's why? the playoffs, right? There's very little room for any error, right? So if you fuck up well, a one timer and you don't have your timing down, it can lead to a chance going the other way. So it's maybe he, just like to mitigate risk. He also did when he first joined the team. I remember he did take a couple one timers and he fanned on a few of them. Yeah, so I think it's. A, I think he's yeah. just trying to get accustomed to NHL passes. Yeah, exactly. That's you, my you feeling. Because I think it, it'll come. I just. I, I distinctly remember like him completely healing it. Like yeah, I, I, so I, I do that's remember gonna get him your psyche a little with, bit, yeah. and I'm sure he'll take the off season to like to to, to touch sure. up on that. Yeah, he's yeah. he's gonna be a great. Here he is already. He's a great player. I look at him and I see an elite talent, and that is so fucking nice. I haven't seen that in a Habs jersey. Like, of course, we've seen flashes of it with Suzuki, and it seems like that's the the route that he's going, but. I haven't seen a player like Cole Caulfield in a Habs uniform in a very, very long time, yeah, if ever. Fun. And it's it's exciting and yep. very nice to see. And what a pass last night to Toffoli to, to, to end that game. And it's nice to see Toffoli getting going too. Like seeing him start to contribute is only going to do Jim. good things, right? Yeah. What's that? Well, he's what, at 10 points in 11 games now? Yeah. Th- and everyone, you, everyone was – be the yeah, hashtag in Jim Benning. Well, What's that? Yeah. yeah. What was it? Everybody was saying like he needs to wake up, and he slowly, he, well, he I didn't quietly think it was that he woke up. Wasn't I never thought I never he was bad, like he was, but everyone, yeah, he was like, never the bad. notion everyone had was like he needs. To be he better. just needed to get like, some pucks his, to go in the net. It, well, yeah, what happened to, to him is that he, he also shot like thirty percent all year, yeah. and season, that yeah. was eventually going to come down to earth. Yeah, yeah he'll have trouble next year doing that again. Yeah, it's going to be. And he'll get ripped for it because it's Montreal. Yeah, I have the same suspicion. He's a great candidate for that to happen next year. Uh, unfortunately, oh, I, I had to add one thing. Yeah, I have not been overly impressed with Josh Anderson since game one of the Leaf series. I think yeah, he hurt. hasn't. Been, I wonder if he's, he's fighting something. Yeah, I wonder if he's not battling because that is that is yeah. not the same guy no. whatsoever. No, he's it's trying. Not, but like, I he's not think... like not trying. It's not for lack of effort. I think, but I think he's, he's hurt. Missing. Yeah, I just it's just I don't know, man. Because like, he had, he, he, but he must have gotten hurt. At the beginning, like in the season, because he had that. Oh, he was good. He went down the hall like 18 times in a year. Like, he kept going. He didn't score for what, like 18 or 20 games? Yeah. Like one point. And like in these playoffs, he has been actively bad. I don't think he's been bad. Like, he's, he's, I don't know. I didn't find he's. Although, I also haven't seen his underlying numbers. Maybe his underlying numbers would indicate that he has been, but like, he, to the eye test, yeah, no, they're they're not very good. But he's like, he just hasn't looked like, like bad to me. He just, he looks, again, he looks like he's been kind of ineffective right like he looks like he's dealing with some kind of an injury that's holding back his ability to to do the things that he does really well he's trying to play out there with energy he's still trying to zip around and and he's fighting for pucks and battling and the efforts there it's just something's not adding up well 
I know I bring this up a lot, and I, I, I like, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of use it as a like an argument point with a lot of players. But like, I'm also not a fan of that line as a whole. The three of them, like, I don't think, like, I, I just, I don't think he fits that very well like it's just a weird mishmash of a trio and it just you know it's again not saying that that's the excuse he could be hurt yeah it could be the the trio or it could just be he's not playing well i don't know what it is but like it just it just seems like a weird time for him altogether he could also be getting shielded from like playing on a higher line if he's dealing with a significant injury yeah if they know that the injury is holding him back from being able to contribute offensively the way that he has yeah so yeah yeah we're gonna have to keep an eye on that for sure Sure. They've got time to heal here. They bought themselves time to yes, heal. Sir. And that, yeah, they did. That yeah. Vegas Colorado series is going is going to seven. Yeah, gonna I think it's going seven too. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I can't even believe that fucking Habs are going to be playing in round three against Vegas or Colorado. It's wild. Uh, it's just, I'm so for it. No, I, 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 it's just so. It's going to be so strange. Like I don't know. Whoever beats whoever comes out of that that division that that series, like to watch, like let's say it's Vegas to watch them play in a sold out arena in the in vegas and then come back to montreal where it's 20 like i get it but it's just going to be a very weird abs like uh, comparison it definitely will it definitely will but we're going to see what's going to happen man it's it's it's, it's exciting exciting times ahead it's going to be david versus goliath but the, this is exactly what i'd hope for and it's all i can ask for the canadians are playing their best hockey of the yeah, year you can't, you can't complain about the the like the fact that no one's choosing them but also like the underdog narrative no, of course not no no you gotta, you i, I gotta, don't blame you gotta feast on the underdog narrative christ i don't know but you can i'm not choosing them, them for christ's sake like it's I, fun I, to I stick it to them stick it to them a little bit for sure but like i, I completely get that like the, the habs are a huge underdog and i'm oh, rooting 100%. for it and i'm hoping for it and i don't think it's impossible like i really don't the nhl parody being what it is i think it's possible that they do win i just think the odds are extremely low but that's no, gonna be 100%. part of the fun it's going to be part of the fun. That's no, why they play the games. That's why yep, they play the exactly. Games. So that's going to be wild. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, honestly, by the time we do our next episode, they might not even uh, have will they have started by then. I don't think it's guaranteed. Is next it? Monday. Next Monday. They next say. Monday. Yeah. So maybe we'll delay our next episode until after game one. All right, guys. It's been real. Wait. Pod? Oh. I have one thing to say. Okay. Let's hear it. This evening, the CN Tower is red, white, and blue. Yes, sir. I hope every leaf is staring at that all night. Bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ruthless. Also, no other city would do that. That's such loser mentality by Toronto. But anyways. They did it Bunch for of the fucking Habs. losers. Yeah. Bunch That's of fucking weird, losers. Weird fucking thing to do. I didn't know about that yeah. until just now. That's a weird. That's loser I mentality. Like I don't like it. This team will win. They will win. Stop it's, being a bunch of fucking it losers. It also doesn't fucking line up with how, like, Leafs fans in general tend to carry themselves like i don't know any leaf fan that would want their fucking team to do that so no would you want the habs to do that no god no and the no, habs fuck no what a ter- what a terrible the... like whoever thought of that the- shame on them that's awful yeah, i mean it's no, fine like it's not we're not hurting anyone but you're a fucking loser stupid. No, don't yeah, do that stupid yeah i don't like that one bit i hope every leaf is watching that and knowing that's how far they are from people get forgiven them that's rough that's rough and Maybe that's what the it is. window was there, the and they choked it. Now you got to win next year. You yep. got to win next year against Tampa. Good luck. Fuck you. Hey, Tampa was in this position after getting swept by Columbus in the first round a few years ago, and they won the cup. So let's see where they it had goes. made a cup see final before out. that, though. That is also true. That is a truth fact. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up and pick it up next time, boys. Good work, everybody. I love you guys. Looking forward to doing this again. And uh, yeah, stay healthy out there, everybody. <laughs>